Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Midwest Madness, your true crime, cult, conspiracy, and encrypted podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Danielle. And we hope you had a good week last week. Um, are you in Disney? Yes. Woo! Today. Dan- Today's my first day of my trip. Danielle's in Disney currently. Not currently, well, I'm but at, I'm when this comes out, she'll be... I'll be flying there. And then being picked up by my best friend, Carrie, and her daughter, Eleanor. And then we're going to Disney Springs. Is that what it's called? You get, Downtown you're getting Disney? Real, she's getting real specific. Downtown here. Disney? Disney Springs. Disney Springs. That's what it is now. Yeah. I, I just haven't been to Disney Springs since, like, 2008. So, because, like, when our trip, when we went, we did, like, three days total down in Florida. And our flight was late getting there. So we couldn't go to, it was downtown Disney at that point, wasn't it? It was Disney, so. whatever. We couldn't go. And it was so, 2020, so I'm pretty sure it was Disney Springs. So I was super stoked. Pre-pandemic, 2020. Yeah, like literally like a, a month, month before. before. <laughs> yeah. We barely squeaked that trip out. But so I'm really super excited to get to go. And then this is Carrie's first time, so hopefully she has fun. But yeah. I think the hardest part about bringing new people to disney is you just they like you gotta just let them know like you're it's a lot you're gonna be tired yeah we're definitely gonna be taking like midday breaks i i mean we did too and it's yeah. still a lot so and i i told um we facetimed the other day the three of us did and i said on magic kingdom day we are taking naps because that's when we have our chef Mickey's in the morning and we want to stay for the fireworks at the end and we're not going to leave right after the fireworks because everybody's trying to leave right after the fireworks and I'm not, I just can't. It's too many people, it takes too long, it's annoying, I'm not doing it. So we're going to stay after the fireworks for at least a little bit. And so I was like, we're all taking naps. I don't care if you're not tired because you will be and that's day three. So we're taking naps. Hmm. I don't nap, so. Yeah, but we do. You can you can take a nap. This is why you're not invited. I know. <laughs> but when we go in November, I'm just saying, you go take your nap. I probably won't. I'll go ride The Little Mermaid. <laughs> I love The Little Mermaid. It's so okay, peaceful. Okay, then I won't ride The Little Mermaid. It's I will so ride. Peaceful. It's a small world. Um, Because nobody likes It's a Small World. I did. Um, not going to lie to you. I did ride that one like every single day when ashley and i were there in at disneyland but part of it was because it was a time killer (laughs) ashley wanted to do the submarine thing and i'm too claustrophobic for that oh yeah so i was just trying to kill time i did the teacups twice and i was like okay now it's getting weird that i've done the teacups twice (laughs) i gotta find something else to do i'll go ride winnie the pooh that one's pretty cute too i've actually never ridden it (gasps) what it's well not since it's like you I'm wiggling people. You like go up and it's really fun. There's a part of it that does like a I can't I don't know uh, how to well, explain Disney it. With words. World? I don't think so. It's oh, just uh, one of those like track ones. Yeah. It's a track one at land too and it still does this cuz there's a part where he's like with the heffalumps and woozles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we'll have to go. We'll have to Whatever. Go um more of the story is oh maybe I'll go get a cocktail. <laughs> okay period but you I, can't argue with that one <laughs> no <laughs> well i do drink i just don't drink enough to make it worth it to um do that so it's never worth it <laughs> uh, 
All right. So now that we've talked about my upcoming Disney trip for the last like four minutes, shall we get into it? Yeah. Danielle's telling a story today. I am. And this story was a suggestion from one of our listeners, Becky. Um, Becky sent us a bunch of ideas um, on Instagram. But if you're going to do one of them, let me know. Okay. So that I don't also go from her list. Got it. I can see that happening. Okay. So, um, all right. Our story starts on July 7th, 2011 in Grand Rapids, Michigan. A gunman killed seven people and t- wounded two others in a mass murder. So, super fun topic. When was this? 2011. Oh. Not what you're thinking. No, I know. I'm sure it's not, but you would still think I would remember that's what i thought too i was kind of surprised well yeah because you were 19 at least i was 20 20 20, 21 turning 21 in a couple months yeah and so i would have been but to be fair 15 to be fair i worked at camp this summer and i one summer i came home from camp and i was like why are none of the rest stops open and mom was like because minnesota's government has shut down how did you not know this Uh, oh true so when you when you work at camp well that's no excuse it just yeah, I mean, but you were also young, girl. So True. when you work at camp, you just get into a bubble and you don't know what's going on anywhere else, really, unless it's like really big. But which you'd think this was, but I don't remember it. Um. So the shootings were in two different locations, um, and in the streets, uh, in front of well. One of them was in just like downtown area of Grand Rapids. And then the the two locations were both houses. So. Okay. Wait. In the streets in front of the houses? No. Why did you say in the streets then? Well, because there was two, two, it, you'll, it'll, it'll, make it'll come together. Okay. Yeah. So it was in streets and it was in two houses. So there's three locations? Technically, yeah. Okay. Well, technically four technically five but the murders the killings were in two houses okay so roderick dantzler dantzler was 34 years old and had a pretty tragic slash violent life uh at 15 in 1992 roderick was convicted for burglary and lived in an unstable home with his mom and his stepfather who was a heavy drug user when he turned 18 in 1995 his mom kicked him out of the house and filed a uh an order of protection against him sadly she was not the only one who had an order of protection against roderick there were three other women who had protection orders out against him already at the age of 18 well so not like a super safe dude after he was kicked out of the house Roderick set his mother's house on fire. Oh. So, great. Two years later, in 1997, Roderick was convicted of domestic violence and destruction of property. Then in 2000, he was charged with assault for shooting someone in a road rage incident. Uh, As far as I could tell, that person survived. They just were shot, which is still terrible. He ended up being sentenced to three to ten years in prison. Would you like to guess how many he ended up serving? Okay, three to ten. Yep. That's a very wide range right there. I'm going to say 14 months. 
actually five years i was pretty surprised isn't that kind of shocking yeah because when you said three to ten i just assumed it had to be under three right that's what i thought too and i was like oh damn they actually kept him in there for longer okay five years so that means he was released in 2005 um while roderick was in prison he actually took part of several programs um mostly to deal with his anger issues then he also got the equivalent of a high school diploma while in prison. So he kind of sounds like one of those people that like really thrives under the strict, like regimented scheduling of prison, which some people that works really great for some people. It does not. I would be the does not actually, you know what? I might do really well in that kind of environment. You might, I might actually get shit done. Um, but I'm not, let's not find out. (laughs) I'm good. So sadly, Roderick did not continue the uphill trajectory that he had started in prison. And once he was released, he stopped taking the medication he was taking for bipolar. Uh, in 2010, Roderick was charged again with assault and battery, this time against his wife, Jennifer, and was once again sent to prison this time for a year. The week before July 7th, Roderick's wife, as I said, her name is Jennifer, uh, had started the process of getting a divorce, and she and their daughter, Camry, spelled K-A-M-R-I-E, not like the car, Okay, were not staying in their home with Roderick. A few days before the shooting, Roderick, Jennifer, and Camry were seen at Michigan's Adventure as a family, so Michigan Adventure is a like an indoor water park so they were seen there things seemed okay obviously they were not right on I'm july assuming s- this roger guy's the shooter yes <laughs> that would be an, a, an accurate assumption on july 7th roger's mom said that he had been using cocaine and alcohol in the morning and the first shooting happened at a home on plainfield avenue where roger's ex-girlfriend Kimber- kimberly emkins her sister, Amanda Emkins, and her 10-year-old niece, who was Amanda's daughter, Marissa, were killed. Roderick then headed to his in-law's house on Brynell Street, or Brynell Court. Yeah, Brynell Court, where Jennifer and Camry were. He killed Jennifer, Camry, Thomas, who was his father-in-law, and Rebecca, who was his mother-in-law. Around 2.30 p.m., Roderick's mom called police reporting that he had just called her and said he'd shot his wife. Police arrived on the scene pretty quickly. um, Or they went to his house first, and they couldn't find him. And so then I got both of my sources from Wikipedia. You know how Wikipedia does, like, a ton of different... Sorry, not Wikipedia, Murderpedia. How they do a ton of different different articles. articles. Yeah. So the top article gave me a ton of information. I couldn't figure out who had wrote that one. But the the other one that I used a lot was from the New York Times. And that one said that there were several phone calls to 911 on the 7th about the murders. The first call was from a man who they believe was Roderick claiming to have killed three people. This also happened like right around that 2 o'clock, 2.30, 3 o'clock time period. Uh, the second call was from a woman that said three members of her family had been slaughtered. And the third call uh, was that four people were shot at another location. So uh, police 
go to his house first. They don't find him. So then they also are heading over to the other location and they immediately put the area into lockdown until people stay in your houses. Do not come out. Like if you're not home, don't come home. Just stay out of this area. So unfortunately, police were able to track Roderick a little bit because of an incident that happened at three o'clock. A report came in that someone had been shot in what looked like a random road rage incident. Now, this is crazy. This man survived with, like, zero injury after being shot in the face because he'd previously had cancer in his nose, and his nose was a titanium plate. Shut up. And it hit the titanium plate. That guy has a guardian angel. I... No, it gave it gives me goosebumps. That's crazy. I was like, "Holy shit! What are the?" That's like with um that president that I did that had his speech. Oh yeah, yeah. In his pocket, and it, that's what saved his life. Yeah, that I, I was like, or his glasses case too, or whatever. I was like, "What are the freaking chances?" That's so, crazy. Yeah, um, and that man's name was Robert Poor, whose name does not reflect <laughs> his luck. Nope. So. It was reported that the in the time of that shooting, Roderick was driving a Lincoln Town car. He abandoned that car, ends up in a GMC Suburban. At one point, it was reported that someone else was in the car with him, but then later, Roderick was in the car alone. So what I'm guessing is he either stole the car from someone else and they were in the car until he was like, get the fuck out, or... Somebody came and picked him up not knowing what was going on. And then they realized like, oh, shit, this is a bad situation. I got to get out of this car. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm assuming happened. I don't think that the reports are incorrect. Okay. Uh, around 7 p.m., another call came into the police from a woman named April Swanson. April was a friend and former girlfriend, according to one of my sources, of Roderick's. And she had called to report that he was following her in his in his car Yikes. in the GMC. Scary. Yeah, terrifying. Before police could get there, Roderick shot at April from his car. He did end up hitting her in the arm, but it it was a traumatic injury, but not a life threatening one. So I'm guessing it just hit a vein or something. You know, yeah, it yeah. just wasn't good. And police arrived like right after he had started shooting so they ram his car Roderick's car and then exchange gunfire with him but luckily neither the police officers that were firing at Roderick nor Roderick hit each other unfortunately they did hit a bystander no yeah not so really not great because at this point they are in downtown Grand Rapids uh it said that they had attempted to... He's, like, fleeing through Grand Rapids. Police attempted to do one of those spike yeah, strips. Uh, and it, that was unsuccessful. Police continued to chase him for about 15 minutes with Roderick still shooting. As I said, they... Somebody... I don't know if it was police, if it was Roderick. Who knows? I feel like it would be really hard to figure out who it was unless they have different types of guns. And I don't know that. But someone hit two innocent bystanders thankfully neither of them died Jeez, yeah and the car chase ended only after roderick crashed the car 
Unfortunately, he jumped out of the car, ran to a house on Rickman Avenue Northeast. And I'm going to find a a map of the town and just kind of like mark these things and post that on our social. Okay. Because it was like not a huge space. It sounds like he just kind of was like circling the city almost, which is kind of creepy. I don't think Grand Rapids is like that large. No, but it still just sounded like he was just doing this. Yeah. Uh, because when he, so he runs into this house on Rickman Avenue Northeast in, it's in the Northeastern part of Grand Rapids, which was not far from where he'd killed his family on Brynell's court. So there Roderick held the three people inside hostage. They were Meg Holmes, Steve Helderman, and Joyce Bean. Unlike his other victims, they didn't seem to have any connection to Roderick and just seemed like they were wrong place, wrong time. He just picked a house, busted in, and they were there. Um, And you could argue that Mr. Poor, Robert Poor, uh, was not connected to him either, but it was like a road rage incident. So I kind of, I counted that because yeah. they had an interaction yeah. that pissed Roderick off. Um, so at 9.30 p.m., Joyce was released from the house after police gave Roderick, do you want to guess what they gave him? What do you, wait, can you? So they exchanged a hostage. Oh, uh, for McDonald's. Two, two, two items. McDonald's and, uh, a dog. <laughs> uh, no, it would be cigarettes and Gatorade. Damn. So it's good to know that that's what Roderick values life at is cigarettes and, and Gatorade. Gatorade. I mean, honestly, though, like blue Gatorade. Yes. Thank you. Delicious. What's your favorite flavor of blue Gatorade? Of Gatorade. Do you Pur- have a favorite? Purple. Purple's pretty good, too. That's a good choice. Better than the red. Red's trash. I don't mind red. Uh, yellow's trash Ooh, yellow is definitely trash you're you're right my bad <laughs> we're gonna start a fight on Gator, <laughs> social yeah. media which flavor of gatorade, gatorade is, is the, the most trash <laughs> i like how you said best and i said most trash <laughs> we'll have two we'll have two pulls so negotiations continued for two hours over two hours with roger telling police that he wanted to die at eleven thirty p.m Meg and Steve were released from the house and Roderick then died by suicide shooting himself, which I don't think is really a shock Mm -mm. after I said he wanted to die. Yeah. I think I could have maybe thought that might be where this would end. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, I would have liked to see him serve his time. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I don't know. It just... There was no good, no good end to this. I guess this is for for the hostages, probably the best case scenario because they oh. don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah, because like if he was up for parole, then you have to go back and fight that all the time. And there's no way this guy would have gotten parole. That's true. He shot That's, seven people. You're right. Killed well, seven he people. Killed seven people. He shot mm-hmm. nine. Yeah, ten, eleven, because of the two drive bys. Yeah, I forgot Jesus. to add those ones. 
So police believe that Roderick was hunting his former romantic partners and the trigger, and I'm saying trigger with air quotes for Emily and verbal air quotes for you, listeners, uh, because it feels very victim-blamey to say that this was the trigger for it. Like, he made the decision to do this. No one else made this decision for him, so to put the blame on somebody else feels kind of icky to me. But I just want to put the facts out there that they think that the reason he did this was because his wife was filing for divorce. Okay. So, again, not Jennifer's fault at all. 100% Roderick's fault. The gun that was used in the shootings was one that had been reported stolen from another home in Grand Rapids, but police never said how they believed Roderick was able to get the gun. Because, obviously, as a convicted felon... He could not legally own a weapon. Right. One of my sources also said that he had like a shit ton of ammo with him. So it didn't sound like he would be stopping anytime soon. Okay. Until obviously the police stopped him. Yeah. Roderick left behind four children whose lives have been destroyed by the deaths of their half sister, stepmother and father. I just can't like... Yeah. One of the articles I read, it was actually like super heartbreaking because it was, again, it was just on Murderpedia and it was from a year later and they were talking to his oldest daughter who at the time of the article was uh, 19. Yes, 19. And she was just like, yeah, you know, the things that were people were saying about him and like the things they were calling him and the the way that they were talking about him cough attack yeah sorry just you're yeah keep talking just was really like heart heartbreaking and hard for her and her siblings to have to like read because that's still their dad yeah you know he did a horrible thing a lot of horrible things but you know it's just hard to have to I'm, i'm sure it'd be incredibly difficult to have to hear that about your parent even if they weren't the best parent, they're still your parent. So I guess I don't really know how I would react because in my mind, I would say that I would give two shits if it was my parent and they did all those horrible things. Like, yeah, everything they're saying is probably right. So, but again, I don't know if I was actually in this situation, how I would feel. So let's hope we never find out. Yeah, for real. <laughs> so that's, that's my whole story. Um, and like I said, my source my only source really was murderpedia.org and then the articles they put on there. One that did not have a title. One that I got, that was the one, or like didn't have a source attached to it. That was the one that I got most of my information from. And then the New York Times one was the other one. So. Cool. Good. I mean, you know, yeah, I I got you. (laughs) She doesn't mean good. Good. But. Good storytelling. Good storytelling. (laughs) Good compiling of evidence. Yeah. (laughs) Great writing skills. Thank you. So uh, thank you again, Becky, that we really appreciate some ideas from you. Yeah. Some of them that she sent us are like from her family tree. Like she did some digging into her ancestry and and found some shit so interesting you'll have to go on our it's uh that's on our instagram Instagram. yeah so i'll have to go take a look um you can't take both deal that's fine (laughs) i'll take i don't i'll take one you take perfect was there three 
no, from her family tree. There oh, was oh, oh, two. I get what you're saying. And then I just did this one, and I think she sent like three more. Oh wow, there was a lot. She sent us a lot. Thanks, so Becky. thank you, thank you so much. Um. Okay. Uh, socials: Midwest Madness podcast group on Facebook and yep. MW Madness po- podcast. podcast. Yeah. Like, why does that sound wrong I know, it, to me? It sounded wrong reason. when I said it too. On Instagram and that's our gmail as well if you want to send us an email um cool well it is easter week and so if you celebrate easter have a good one if you do not have a great regular weekend yeah Um, and possibly a couple days off because a lot of school districts will give schools yeah a lot of school districts will give part of this week off because of well not because of but it just happens to coincide with some pretty big religious stuff for christians so um i'm gonna end this before i keep coughing but (laughs) you guys have a great week bye